Hey, cannot say enough. We talked about finishing. Everybody bring in a new tight. Hey, we talked about finishing. That says a lot about you guys. Be able to have four turnovers by the defense. Man, give it up. Yes, yes. Offensively, being able to respond time in and time out. Give it up for Jared Goff. Three touchdowns. Yes, yes. Of you guys, man, we'll have a team meeting tomorrow, and who better than to close it out than the guy that started it out in this locker room for this game, man? Give it up for Whitworth and break down. Yeah, Bring it up. Yeah. Yes, boys tomorrow, man. Always stays the same, baby. Wherever you go, whatever happens from here, man, we always family. Family on three. One, two, three. Family. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams. Your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm living life right now, man. And this is what I'm going to do till it's over. Till it's over. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. Victory Monday! That is right. We get to finish out with a Victory Monday. Los Angeles Rams finish the season week 17 with a win, closing out the Coliseum, our three-year stretch of borrowing that stadium, basically, until we get ready to our brand new stadium in 2020, SoFi, down in Inglewood. So a great way for the Rams to close the season. Yes, not what we all wanted, and the Rams talked about that after the game, and we'll get to that. We'll hear from some players. We'll hear from some coaches. Uh, We heard from Sean McVay and Andrew Whitworth to open the show. That was right after the game, breaking it down. They had Andrew Whitworth kind of close it out. He said some words before they went onto the field. And the message was simple at the very end. No matter what happens, whether it's tomorrow, over the next week, or months, if you're on this team, you are family. That's the way they look at it. Uh, And they're going to continue to deliver that message. But man, you're already seeing things happen around the NFL. Uh, Some head coaching positions. The Browns fired their coach. Redskins have already moved on. All signs that the Cowboys, the Giants, those teams also will move on. We'll probably have a few more others. Carolina Panthers already moved on. So there's some head coaching jobs available. We also don't know what's going to happen with a lot of coordinating jobs around the NFL, and that includes here in Los Angeles. Will the Rams be adding an offensive coordinator? Will they be getting rid of Wade Phillips, who is a free agent at the end of this year? Lots of questions. We're going to talk about some of that. We're also going to kind of recap some of the things that are going on around the NFL, how this playoffs are shaking out what's happening in the NFC North. And we saw that San Francisco 49ers game up in Seattle come down to the very last play, basically, in the very last inch line. We saw the return of beast mode. We're going to talk about all that stuff here, as well as breaking down this Rams game, what to kind of take away from this as we now officially for the Rams move into the offseason. So a jam-packed show for you guys today. I hope you had a wonderful holiday spending it with your family. We are back another interesting week with the New Year's, and we'll try to talk to you throughout the week about how many shows we'll be getting to you during this offseason. I'm going to try to talk to you guys as much as I can, breaking it down from the Rams side as well as talking the bigger picture in the NFL. Uh, So keep on reaching out to us. If you guys don't know, you can find us on social media, Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook group. Hit us up, question, comment, concern. I'll be going to uh, the Facebook page if you guys want to reach out to me. I'll be going to that throughout the week, going to hear some of your comments and your questions. So hit me up. 
as well as make sure to find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Himalaya. Hit the subscribe button, download, share, let all your NFL friends and family know what we are doing over here. It's going to be a fun offseason as we turn around and we talk about this team. Nine and seven. Things could have been worse. Things could have been better, but they could have definitely been worse. All that packed in today on the Monday edition. Let's get off and rolling. Three phases of football, something we've been asking for all season. And on Sunday, the Rams delivered. I'm Bear Motter with Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. 31-24 was the final as the Rams closed the season with a win over the Arizona Cardinals. They finished at 9-7, 5-3 at home, and they did it in a multitude of ways on Sunday. Offensively, Jared Goff was 29-45, of 45, 319 yards, 3 touchdowns, 0 interceptions, 0 fumbles. That's the Goff we love. He was only sacked once. Of those three touchdowns, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and Robert Woods were on the other side of those. Cup had seven catches, 99 yards. Tyler Higby, eight catches, 84 yards, just 16 yards shy of becoming the first tight end ever in the NFL to have five straight games of 100 yards receiving or more. So close, but had another great game on 12 targets. Robert Woods, seven catches, 67 yards, and that late touchdown. And then defensively, the Rams as a unit causing five turnovers. Taylor Rapp and Darius Williams with interceptions. And then Corey Littleton, Ebocum, and Taylor Rapp all recovering a fumble as well. So for Rapp, that was an interception, a fumble recovery. He also pitched it with six tackles, four solos, and one pass deflect. The man had a heck of a bounce back game for him. He got a lot of grief last week as that third and 18 or whatever it was where the San Francisco 49ers, a boneheaded play by Taylor Rapp, but a great bounce back and really showing the type of character that he has and what you're excited for in the future with him. And as we talk about the future of Taylor Rapp, and that's really one of the next steps that you have here in the progression. And we'll talk a little bit more about this game as well, but I also want to kind of take a peek moving forward. And one of the things as we talked in the open was about the turnover very quickly in the NFL on the very next Monday or within the following weeks. And, and Eric Weddle addressed that after the game, talking about his future with this team. And he said, quote, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to come back and be a backup. And that's totally fine. And that's what I expect them to do. If that's the case, then that would be it for me. I think it's a foregone conclusion. Rap and JJ, and we have some good young players. We'll see. Nothing is set in stone, but I've had a great run. No regrets, baby. And that is him really talking about the future of that position, of the safety position. John Johnson, when he comes back from injury, we're expecting him to come back strong next year. And Taylor Rapp really stepping up as the two starters that we're going to have moving forward. Weddle's not about sitting behind these guys. He had mentioned this last week, kind of a little bit, and now here he is after the game basically saying uh, he'll retire if the Rams are looking to have him as a backup or in a secondary role. Really, retiring doesn't help the Rams as far as cap space. I will look for the Rams to probably cut him if they have a conversation after this and realize that these two will not continue to go forward. Uh, he'll probably be cut. It will save roughly about four and a half to $5 million for the Rams. That is a good start to this offseason. And I hate to be talking about cutting players right now, but that's what it is. This is called Black Monday in the NFL. Right away after everything happens, people start to evaluate their team, move forward in trying to get better immediately. And Eric Weddle's been around a long time. He gets it. 
And uh, I didn't expect for him to really to come out after the game and talk about it. Uh, but obviously, he saw some of the writing on the wall. And he talked about getting better every single position, whether it's coaching, players, organization. Uh, we're going to talk about that as well throughout the next couple weeks because the Rams have already had someone leave them and go on to another job. The Rams director of operation, Bruce Warwick, has already departed for Florida State. He took that job. That's been announced already. There's already rumors about a potential person to replace him. We're going to talk about all that over the next couple weeks. But this game, getting back to this game, the Rams did it on all three phases, as we kind of mentioned. Five turnovers, three touchdown passes for Jared Goff, no interceptions, no fumbles. That is the clean game from Jared Goff that we have been looking for all season. And when he gives it to us, the Rams usually have a good outcome like this. Coming in, we talked a lot about Kenyon Drake and what his production was going to be. The Rams really held it down on the ground as far as defensively. Kenyon Drake had 12 carries, 60 yards, did punch in for a touchdown but together as a unit, only 17 carries for Arizona Cardinals, 71 yards. The Rams keep them under 100 yards on the other side. We always talk about getting those numbers up, getting Todd Gurley involved in this. The last game of the season, long contract, questions about the knee, how much was he going to play? 20 carries, 68 yards, was running hard throughout the game. That was one of the things that I noted down when I was watching this. Even though it's the end of the game, even though there's been concerns about his playing time and his injuries and all that type of stuff, his recovery, uh, 20 carries, and he ran the ball hard. So I was really proud of Todd Gurley going out there and seeing him kind of push this through. They showed gut early in this one, went into half 17-10 to 10 with the lead. And you talk about leaving on a high note. The Rams certainly did that. I don't care if it's versus the Arizona Cardinals or not. That team just went up to Seattle and beat the Seahawks, a playoff team. So a big win for the Rams, 31-24. You close out the season with a winning record, 9-7. and That's something to hang your hat on and to kind of move forward till next year. A lot of young pieces got in this game. We'll talk about them in the second and third segment. It's good to be back and even better to be back on a victory Monday to close out this season, week 17. The season is over for the Rams, but we are not done here at Lockdown Rams, your team every day, only on Lockdown Podcast Network. We're going to step aside. We're going to get a couple words from some of our sponsors. We'll be right back. Monday edition, Lockdown Rams, right after this. Before we get over the next segment, I bet you guys are going into 2020 thinking about what you didn't get around to in 2019 and what your goals are for the new year. If you want to work towards being your best self in 2020, understand more about the world around you and make sure that your time is well spent. And if those two things are important, then Blinkist is for you. Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of time. Blinkist takes the key insights from over 3,000 nonfiction bestsellers in over 27 categories and condenses them down into 15-minute blinks. I like Blinkist because in only 15 minutes, I can read a whole book. And I'm not trying to sit down and read 50 books a year. That's just not the thing I can do. But with Blinkist, it allows me to do that. You can learn in a short amount of time. And if it's something you really like, you can go and dive a little bit more. But it's super easy. I usually listen to Blinkist when I'm cooking my breakfast in the morning and making my coffee. Boom, 15 minutes later. There it is. If you want to do it after the podcast while you're driving in the car, the best thing is right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash on to start your seven-day trial and get a 25% off Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash on to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial, Blinkist.com backslash on. And while you're listening to your 15-minute book on Blinkist, 
and you're not making breakfast like me, all you have to do is open up the DoorDash app and restaurant quality food will be at your house in no time. It's perfect because DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. Order from your local go-to or choose from your favorite national restaurant chains like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off your first order. Download the DoorDash app, enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Don't forget, promo code LOCKEDON, DoorDash. Let your meal come to you. I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the f*** are y'all? I swear it feels like the last two nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing 31-24 to 24 was the score. The Los Angeles Rams win to close out the season. I'm Bear Motter, and this is the Monday edition, Victory Monday edition. We finally got to go out on a Victory Monday. Thank God. We're talking about the game. We're talking about the playoffs. We're talking about what's next. We are going to be breaking this all down over the next couple weeks. We're going to do some lists as well. We're going to get back to my favorite thing, which is creating lists. We're going to talk about the free agents that are coming up for the Rams, the money to spend, the direction we should go in coaching and players. All that is coming up. But we're still unpacking this game, as we mentioned, 31-24. to 24. Not the win that we were expecting over the Cardinals, maybe that big double-digit win that we're used to seeing, but for the Rams. They sweep the Cardinals for the third year in a row. That matches the longest winning streak in the series against Arizona at six games. couple quick notes on the game. If you didn't see, Corey Littleton left. Uh, he had a chest injury as well as Michael Brockers had an ankle injury. Interesting enough, both those guys are free agents after this year, or basically right about now. So we'll have to see how that impacts things. Obviously, I don't think either of these injuries were too serious, but they were serious enough to exit the game and not finish. Kind of a bummer if that's the end for Michael Brockers or Corey Littleton to kind of end uh, coming out injured there. But uh, hopefully they are okay. They can recover, get back to health. Uh, Littleton is a guy we'll talk a lot about. Uh, I think Michael Brockers is one of the guys that I have uh, scratched up on the pad as far as thank you for your time. We appreciate you as a captain, everything you've done in the community, but we can't afford you. And the production that we got this year from you, although at times there was some value to have you on the field, uh, you weren't jumping off the radar with uh, plays and defensively. Uh, you can be replaced, especially a guy that was making $10 million last year. I uh, don't know how close he's going to get to what he wants here in Los Angeles. Maybe elsewhere he may find some more money. We'll see how that all shakes out. Something that we're going to be definitely talking about. And before we get too far, I want to talk about this crazy week 17 and all the things that we saw happen, including the Miami Dolphins going on the road and beating the New England Patriots. I don't know if anyone saw that one coming, but Miami Dolphins seem to always beat New England like maybe once a year always seem to play them really tough and uh, for New England though it really hurt because at the same time that they were losing the Kansas City Chiefs were 
coming back and finishing a game against the Chargers where they won, and they snuck into that second seed position in the AFC. Obviously, Baltimore has the number one seed there, but with that loss, it kicked out the Patriots from that two seed and a uh, you know two games at home if you win the first one. So they were now into the wild card weekend. They will be matched up against the sixth seed, which is the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee needed a win to get in. Houston, a little banged up, already being in the playoffs, rested a few of the key players. Uh, that game still was interesting for a little bit, but the Tennessee Titans won that one. Uh, so they get the New England Patriots in the first round, and waiting for them would be the Kansas City Chiefs, the winner of that, or I guess the highest remaining seed would go there. And then on the other side of that AFC bracket, it's the Buffalo Bills who lost at home to the Jets. Again, didn't play a lot of their starters. Uh, Josh Allen started that game, but he came out after a few series. Uh, they are going to be playing the Houston Texans in Houston. That's going to be a good game. I really actually like Buffalo in that one. The winner of that most likely would head to Baltimore again if somehow the Tennessee Titans upset New England. They would go to Baltimore. The number one seed will see the lowest remaining seed after that wild card weekend. But on the NFC side, we talked about it in the open a little bit, that crazy game between Seattle and the 49ers. Everyone was waiting on that because that was going to shake up a lot as far as who got buys. Uh, really, if the Niners lost that game, the Saints would have moved up into the two seed and would have gotten a bye. It didn't happen. San Francisco won that game. San Francisco and the Green Bay Packers, who had to fight back and beat the third-string quarterback of the Detroit Lions, but they got it done at the very end of the game, very cliche Aaron Rodgers fashion. They are the two seed. So Wild Card Weekend is going to start with the Seattle Seahawks going on the road to the Philadelphia Eagles. That should be a good one. They played earlier in the year. Seattle got that one, I believe. Uh, but Philadelphia, man, they are injured all over the place. was watching that game earlier as Philadelphia won against the Giants. Very close game, ugly weather. Uh, but they were talking about, I mean, we all know that Philadelphia is already banged up. But there was, at one point, they had so many guys that were injured in a short period of time that they had to send some of the guys straight back to the locker room because there was a line at the blue tent. The injury tent, there was a line waiting of injured players to get in there. So he said, hey, let's just take a couple of these guys back to the locker room so we can get them checked out immediately. But that is where the Philadelphia Eagles are at. They are, they have won, I think, four, maybe five games in a row to kind of close the season and get to this position. But uh, I don't know how much they're going to have left. The one thing that they can do, and we saw them do in this game, run the football Seattle seemed to have a problem with that. San Fran seemed to run the football down their throat, so that's maybe not the best of matchup, but a good buddy of mine is an Eagles fan, and he was saying, give me a shout-out on the podcast. Let me know. We were rooting for Seattle in that one. They got him. They like that matchup. At least he does. Uh, another interesting thing as we go back with the Wentz and the Goff stuff all the time, Wentz completed this whole season. Um, he had some ups and downs, a little banged up, but he played the whole season. And I saw a crazy stat for him. He has over 4,000 passing yards this year, and he doesn't have one receiver or target that has over 500 receiving yards. So he's throwing for 4,000, and he doesn't have anyone on his team that has 500 receiving yards or more. That kind of blows my mind, especially if you're looking at the Rams. We've got two guys over 1,000. Tyler Higby came on strong at the end. They ended up with over 700 yards. They don't have one guy over 500 yards. Thought that was an interesting stat for the Eagles and Carson Wentz this year. Going to be a good matchup in that wild card. The other wild card 
It is the rematch of the Minnesota Miracle, except for this time, Minnesota is on the road. They are going to head down to New Orleans to face the three seed. If the Saints win that game, most likely will head to Green Bay. Uh, San Francisco would get the winner of Seattle or the Eagles. And if the Vikings won, the Vikings would head up to San Francisco. But can you imagine if Seattle wins on the road versus the Eagles, which I think most people are going to kind of lean that way, especially with the injuries and and how that division really finished uh, in the NFC East. Uh, But we would get a third game of that 49ers-Seahawks game. That would be an awesome showdown. So we're going to talk about uh, the road to the Super Bowl here on the show. We're going to talk about some other teams because as we talk about other teams, you also want to look at some of the players that are on those teams, some of the coaches that are on those teams, and how things are going to start to shake up. How are the Rams going to fill a roster? That's something we're going to touch on a little bit in the third segment. We're going to talk a little recap here uh, throughout this week, but also of the game, and also remind you guys of some of the awesome things that happen. Nine and seven, guys. Again, I think that's the way I ended the first segment, but nine and seven. Got to hang your head high as a Rams fan. There were multiple of games that just didn't go our way. Those one-score games that were really important for the Rams last year just didn't go our way this year. Greg Zerline, a couple missed kicks that he usually makes, and that's another free agent that we're going to have to talk about and what his value is for the team. But so much to unpack here. We're going to talk a little bit more about this team on the other side, some of the good things that we can kind of finish the season with and then start to look ahead, and we'll break that all down throughout the week. I'm going to step aside here. We got more coming up. Third segment, Lockdown Rams Monday, right after this. Well, speaking of winning, I've got a perfect way for any of you guys to win guaranteed. Last year, I talked to you about my man, Dave Robles. He's out here in the real estate game, killing it. He works with a group called Think Real Estate. They're part of Keller Williams, and he is hands down the best in the game out here in Los Angeles. If you are looking to buy or sell a home, you have to contact Dave immediately. He has been a top producing realtor in LA for over 20 years. He knows Los Angeles in and out. He is a LA native. He's a Rams fan. I've had multiple conversations with him. He is a super awesome guy. All you got to do, go check out his website, daverobles.com. That's D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S.com. Or just give him a call, 213-712-4343. Tell him Bear Motter and mention you heard him on Lockdown Rams. And this is where it gets interesting, folks. He is willing to give you season tickets in the new stadium, 2020, for the Rams season tickets if you buy or sell a home with them listen i'm thinking right now i'm in an apartment i'm thinking how do i get out of here and buy a damn home right now because 2020 season tickets season tickets to the brand new stadium dave robles is gonna get you a seat all you gotta do buy or sell a home hit them up even if you're just thinking if you're throwing this idea around or even now you heard you can get season tickets and you're telling your wife we gotta move now call them 213-712-4343 or go to daverobles.com that is d-a-v-e-r-o-b-l-e-s.com we'll be right back right after this I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year who the y'all I swear it feels like the last few nights we've been everywhere I just can't remember it all what am I doing what am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm living life right now, man. 
game balls and play action balls. That is the third segment. You guys know how we close this thing out. We're still going to close out this Arizona game week 17 with a win at the Coliseum. Really cool thing. I don't know if you guys saw this or not uh, on social media or even on their telecast if they cut it too early or not. But the Rams, after the game, allowed everyone that was there to come on the field and they played a thank you tribute video to the fans, something to look forward to next year. I uh, didn't see so much of the video, but I did see a lot of pictures of the fans on the field, and I thought that was super awesome. Great way uh, to kind of connect with their fans as they are leaving the Coliseum. So much to look forward to in 2020. But of course, you know, we do game balls. We do play action balls. We'll find a way to get a play action ball. I mean, it's week 17. The season's over. You guys have a, maybe an idea of where I'm going with this. But we'll start on the positive side. We'll probably finish on the positive side because that's how we do it here on Lockdown Rams. But game ball, Mr. Tyler Higby. And in fact, if I get can blow this game ball up to, you know, a month game ball or even last quarter of the season game ball, Tyler Higby would get that as well. And really, with the way that he closed this season out, would be in contention for maybe even offensive MVP. I know we've got two guys that went over 1,000 yards, but the way that he closed this season, you got to be impressed. Not only with what he did offensively, catching the rock and getting it upfield and producing with touchdowns, but also in the run game. He was really a big part of getting Todd Gurley back into some of the flow and helping out with that offensive line when they were really struggling just in the month of December. And this comes from Stu Jackson, who is a writer for the Los Angeles Rams. And he says, just in the month of December, he had 43 of his 69 catches. He had 522 yards of his 734 yards in the month of December. And two of his three touchdowns came in the month of December. On top of that, his 69 receptions for 734 yards are both single season franchise records for the tight end. His three touchdowns are a new career high for him as well. Amazing, amazing finish to the season for Tyler Higby. Again, in this one, eight catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown on 12 targets. Oh, 16 more yards. He would have broke another record. That would have been five games of 100 yards or more out of the tight end position. No one in the NFL has done that. That would have been pretty cool. Pretty close, but man, Tyler Higby, game ball. You deserve it, my man. Another game ball, Jared Goff. We've been giving you a lot of play action balls, man. I feel bad for you. I feel like we got to give you a game ball when you do what we ask all season. And what you did was 29 of 45, 319 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, zero fumbles. You didn't turn over the ball. That right there puts you in line for a game ball. Sean McVay gave you a shout out after the game as well, talking about your great play in this game. One of the couple other things I liked as well that I saw early in this game uh, was the fight, the resilience of this team that when things weren't going right, they always can you know find a way to kind of bounce back through the game. Yes, we can talk about a handful of games that didn't happen, but in this game it did. A couple other things I really liked was there was a play, and I think it was maybe third quarter, uh, where he was getting pressure, and he stepped up through the pressure, through the middle, he was contacted around the line of scrimmage, right around his hands, right around the ball. He put two hands on the ball. He fought through the contact. He was strong at his hands, didn't allow the ball to move or be allowed to be stripped at that point. Stepped through the contact, slipped through the tackle, looked downfield and delivered a great ball to Robert Woods for a first down. I believe this was a third down play as well, but everything in that play 
basically is what we've been asking all season long. Be tough with the ball in there. Don't allow people to come in and swipe at it and knock it on the ground. And step up in the pocket. That was so great to see him step up in the pocket, take on the contact, slip through it, and deliver the football on target. All of that was great. Jared Goff, play action ball, my friend. Hopefully this is what we need to take you in on a high note into the offseason. We kind of build on this. We can focus on some of the things that you do well because we saw you throwing on the run really well this year. We saw the play action when our run game is working and when we're calling those play actions that that works for you. We just got to work on the straight drop passes. We also have seen Some of these sideline passes and deep balls, you've had some pretty good accuracy. You've made some great throws. We've seen great throws from you. It's just putting it together over a season and being able to trust that you can do it for 16 games throughout the season. So, Jared Goff, game ball. I'll talk more about you in offseason, duh, of course, but uh, game ball, my friend. Great way to end the season. And then on the defense side of the ball, you can give away a game ball to a lot of players, but I, I got to go right to Taylor Rapp. Gave him a shout out at the beginning of the show. And of course, here we are at the end of the show with game balls. You had an interception. You had a fumble recovery. You seem to be around the football. And that was what we liked about you coming out of Washington. You found your way around the football to make plays. You did it again on Sunday. You're aggressive when you come up and you make a tackle. Six tackles, four solo. The pass deflect. The two turnovers that you were a part of. Taylor Rapp, game ball, my friend. Another thing that we talked about was the resilience of this group and really of you in that position. You gave up a massive play last week that basically ended the season for us. You could have pouted. You could have sulked. You could have had another bad game. You could have let it sit with you. You didn't. You played a heck of a game. The last one at the Coliseum. Game ball, Taylor Rapp. I'm really excited about what you're going to have for us here in the future. Play action balls, got a couple, got a couple. Um, I think really it starts with, uh, this is a team thing again, something you want to clean up in the offseason. 10 penalties, 91 yards. When you start getting a double-digit penalties, you're just going to get a play action ball. I, I can't. You just Those are the things, the mental mistakes. Uh, we saw Andrew Whitworth with his eighth holding penalty of the season. That leads the NFL. Mr. Whitworth, you are our man over there at left tackle. We are really curious about what you're going to do, by the way. I, I mean, I would love for you to come back. I know there's a lot of people out there say, move it along. Uh, you're getting old. You're, you know, you're on the down here this year, but you finished strong. But again, those penalties, something that we have to fix in the offseason. And really for Andrew Whitworth, uh, just shocking that it, he leads the NFL in holding penalties. But we saw it all season long. The penalties killed us. And we had turnovers. There were penalties. 10 penalties, 91 yards against a really good team. That might be the difference. Right now we're looking at 31-24 score on Sunday. But you're playing Tom Brady or you're playing Aaron Rodgers and you give up 10 penalties for 91 yards. That might be the difference of the ball game. Whether you give another set of downs to a great quarterback like that or... When you kill yourself on third down and all of a sudden you got to punt, those type of things kill you. Next game ball. Uh, my next game ball. Uh, I think I got to give it to Bones on this one, man. I love you. I don't think I've ever given you a play action ball, but uh, we saw a fake punt early in this game. I think inside our own 25 yard line, it almost looked like Sean McVay didn't know what was going on. And they showed kind of the sidelines after that, and him and Bones were talking. Uh, he didn't look very happy with that. Another thing, and the reason why I'm giving him the play action on this, you got Johnny freaking Hecker. And I get it, at some point, you got to go, man, they're expecting to see Johnny throw the football or not. But he's been pretty good when he throws the football. He delivers a very accurate ball on target with the play. He moves the football. He makes quick decisions. Uh, he even threw it deep down the field a couple games ago. That was probably should have been a pass interference. But 
Uh, we won't get into that. But you do a running play off the fake punt, and I think it was like fourth and seven, and it just didn't look good from the start, and I think they were about three yards short. They gave up a short field. That's where Arizona scored their touchdown. Uh, didn't like the call. If you're going to do a fake punt, I'm sorry. I love Johnny Hecker way too much. If you're doing a fake punt, let Johnny Hecker throw the football. So uh, not hating the fake punt. Just don't know if I like the timing, the down and distance, and really the play call of what we tried to pick. So, so Bones, you get your first play action of the season. Other than that, special teams was pretty good. Johnny Hecker had three punts inside the 20. He only had four punts. Uh, and then one touchback long of 45. Greg Zerline went one of two. Uh, not used to seeing Greg Zerline miss. I think that was his ninth miss on the season. I'll have to go back and look at that. But uh, a lot more misses this year than we saw last year. Nothing really on the return game. Nasimba Webster was back there. Uh, he had one for 30 yards on the kickoff. And then he had uh, two punt returns for a total of 18 yards. So don't want to be too hard on the special teams. But that play call really is what leads me to the play action ball. Well, guys, that is it for our Victory Monday. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to hear from the players uh, as they are back at the facility. We'll hear from some quotes right after the game. We're going to kind of break down the game a little bit more, talk a little bit more in depth about some of the things that went well for the Rams, kind of a recap of their year. We're going to hear on Sean McVay. We're going to talk about anything that happened on this Black Monday. As you guys are listening today, we might have already had some moves, so we're going to Make sure that we hit all of those breaking news type of stories. We're also going to stay in tune with the whole NFL. We're going to kind of keep an eye on everything that is happening because one person moves from one area. They may wind up either on our team or here in the NFC West. So we will keep an eye on all of that. We'll bring it here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Lockdown Rams. But with that, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year. Who the f are y'all? I swear it feels like the last few nights. We've been everywhere and back, but I just can't remember it all. What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm doing me. I'm doing me. I'm living life right now, man. And this is what I'm going to do till it's over. Till it's over. Far from over, yeah, that's right, I'm the